All right. So today we'd like to go and talk a little bit about a, a subject that kind of hits close to home, uh, sort of. It's uh, Amer it's the conservative activism, uh, specifically, you know, with young people, and just I guess conservative activism in general, and some of the trends that we've seen, and uh, the things that the, the things in organizations and people that do it right, the things in the and like people and whatnot that do it wrong and how we can kind of fix it. So to go and preface this, you know, I was involved a little bit with, uh, you know, so conservative activism back in my day. You know, I was, I've seen them before, you know, I've seen, you know, college Republicans, I've been to CPAC, I've had a little bit of exposure, but in general, it's, it's kind of lacking. And that's like nowadays they're starting to increase it a bit because you see organizations like Turning Point USA, you know, like, there's like various other organizations and whatnot. Uh, I guess they have YAF, but that's we'll talk about those that that organization specifically in a little bit. Cause I'm not a big fan of those. You have your college Republicans, you have your Young Americans. I mean, we already guess we talked about that, but there's like uh, well, there's YAL too, Young Americans oh, for Liberty. Yeah, they're, they're pretty much the same thing though. Uh, like, at least yeah. from what I've seen. They're like these old sort of old school Republicans. You have things like the Leadership Institute. You have things like Project Veritas, which, you know, I think Project Veritas, that's an example of one of the better ones, and and they've had a significant impact, even though they've only been around for a little bit. You know, we have people like, um, what's her face, the South Africa, uh, Lauren Southern. Lauren Southern. Yeah, she does things. Then you have sort of the, the more kind of comical ones, like uh, Infowars. <laughs> Milo, and, Steven yeah, Crowder. Milo. Yeah, Crowder, and I think, I think it's just time we had a big discussion on this topic because you know let's go and start out with uh, let's talk about like the opposition. The leftists have had activists, especially like you know college students, for quite a long time. You know they've been burning bras. They have you know college Democrats. Uh, who is who's that other organization? Uh, Next Gen Next Climate Gen, Change, yeah. or whatever they want to call them. And that organization, that's that's just it's a sad group. It's I a mean, pack too. Keep that in mind. Yeah, it's a political action committee. They want to go and talk about like we need to get the money out of politics, but uh, you know they're fine receiving funds from you know mega donors. You have like Mothers Against. Uh, I guess that's not really a liberal group, but you have like what was it, like the Mothers Against or like Mayors Against Illegal Guns or whatever they want to call themselves now. And the what was it? The never, never again, or whatever, like the, the yeah. thing with the gun control people. Yeah, the march for our lives slash never again. Yeah, we have we have like those groups that we're fighting, we're fighting against, and what they do well, and you know, it's like they get they like make protests in public, and they make it a pain in the ass for other people to deal with their daily lives. And like, you know, you see this with like Black Lives Matter; they'll go into the highways and they'll go and protest. They disrupt. Which, yeah, and disrupt and be a general pain to uh, to deal with. They make a very big scene, and in some ways that's it's good for their side because it gets the word out. But I think you know when you go in the highways, that especially there's like one case with Black Lives Matter where they end up like delaying a an ambulance. I think a kid died from it. Yeah, that's mistaken. peak bad optics right there. But I know that they end up you know delaying a kid. I mean, the conservative movement does have, you know, just general right-wing movements do have some of those, like you know, Charlottesville was bad optics, but they're few mm -hmm. and far in between. Like, that's the only real major one I can think of. And there was a lot of, it wasn't just them, you, you know, there was Antifa over there. And I guess Antifa, you could consider that like left-wing activism, but that's almost just like a mob group. Yeah, they're and, extreme communists. Yeah, they're almost, I'd call them like a terrorist organization more than a quote-unquote like activist group. I think that that's, there's a delineation there. Government and, calls them that, officially. Yeah, you know, they want to say, oh, we're anti-fascist, but they end up like bashing people on the head with like flags, with like communist signs, and uh, finding people's houses, doxing people. I don't think they're, you know, a very, I, I wouldn't even consider them a left-wing activist group, and I'm usually... I'm more than willing to go and throw the left wing under the bus, but I think they're more of a terrorist group. I'd consider that something different. But they're definitely, but they do have like these sort of minor ones. Like you'll see like a young socialist groups in most colleges, 
And, you know, inside those groups, there will be several Antifa members, whether or not they want to go. And they might not explicitly say it, but, you know, if you see the Antifa presence on campus, they, they carry the Antifa materials and they'll spread on campus. And campuses are very unlikely to actually report on Antifa, you know, terrorist group uh, materials. Like Penn State, there was uh, Antifa propaganda spread around campus. Yeah. Like, like signs and uh, stickers, and posters. Yeah, but the mainstream uh, news did not report on that, to my knowledge. There was there was reports when there was like probably two people putting up like uh, identity Europa and whatever posters, mm. and like uh, report illegal immigrants like posters. Which I don't even think there's anything wrong with that. I think you know illegal immigrants. Anyone who breaks the law should be re reported. Like illegal immigrants, uh, you know, uh, people who commit arson, people who are drug dealers. Uh, I'm not a big fan of this. But, you know, I don't think it's like a racist to go and report illegal immigrants, but that's beside the case. They were trying, there was like, a, they were trying so hard to go and find those people, but they didn't put any effort into finding the people who put uh, Antifa materials on campus and stickers. Now, what I think, you know, like here's, here's some of the things that the right wing does right. I think that, you know, the right wing, they're not, they're usually conservative both in their ideas and how they do activism. Yeah. And that's both, yeah. the, and that's kind of a bad thing now. They're too conservative in many cases. Like they might bring a, the most like crazy thing you usually see is they bring like a speaker to campus. And, you know, that actually does bring a lot of uh, attention. It's usually, usually what ends up happening is the left ends up making it making it like such a big deal because they protest it oftentimes violently. Like we had Ben Shapiro come to a, um, I think it was Penn State a couple of years ago. And there was violent, there was like protests, there was like screaming, uh, knocking at doors, uh, and like people were playing Beyonce or something. I don't know how that was protest, but you know, whatever floats your boat. I don't really see how that's helping their side at all. And it, it generated such a firestorm around there that you know, it's, it's almost like free advertising because you end up getting in the news because there was, like, protests. Now, if the left did not protest these conservative speakers, it would be, um, you know, like, no one care about it. So, actually, you know, on the good the good things, bring conservative speakers or right-wing speakers, especially ones that generate a reaction. So, you know, you have, like, especially Milo, he's well-known for this, and that's why I recommend, you know, Milo Yiannopoulos. He's, yep. he's great. He knows like how to clickbaity headlines and just piss people off in general. And I think he's a tremendous asset for the right wing if you just bring him on campus, because the left will make such a like a storm. They'll, they'll go out under riots. They'll show you the dangers of the leftist ideology. They'll show the masses what uh, what the left preaches and what they practice. When they go out into the streets and they try like a uh, Berkeley. Yeah, I think there was like uh, fires and stuff and violence, and then they had to go and cancel the event because of this. And that shows, and that hurts the school because you know, the school itself, which is a liberal hive mind, when they see this, they kind of like it makes them look bad because they can't handle a crowd. And the one bad thing though is they charge so much for security, and oftentimes the when they do hire security, they're not allowed to go and like do anything. Because they'll look, the school think it'll look bad if they end up like actually enforcing their own rules, like you know, no violence. That's that's what the um, yeah. So I, I would say definitely conservative, like speakers, right wing speakers on campus. The more controversial, the better. In general, I haven't really seen any negatives with this. I mean, the worst case, worst thing that happens is they speak, and then like the left, it's like. It's like one of those attacks, you know, you go and poke a bee's nest and then the bees like just overreact and just like swarm you and sting the crap out of you. And then you can be like, oh, look, the bees, the bees are attacking and all you really do is like poke the nest. So it's, that's definitely good optics. Now, another thing, uh, we have some of these organizations like, uh, you know, like Turning Point. I think they're a little bit misguided. Some of the things they do, I'm not a big fan of. Like uh, they claim to be oh, you know, we're against identity politics, but then you see, like, uh, the Black uh, Caucus, uh, like a Hispanic uh, leadership caucus, a women's leadership group or whatever, and then they claim, on the other hand, to be against identity politics. That, they, they can't do that. That If I was Turning Point, I would stop that 
or stop denying that you're into identity politics because that just doesn't work. You know, it doesn't take a brain surgeon to see the hypocrisy in that. Mm -hmm. and I don't think it's really doing them any favors to do that. I mean, I kind of understand sort of why they're doing that because they want to get, you know, your Candace Owens of the world to go and, like, uh, turn up. And it, it, I, I have a feeling that it's kind of blowing up in their face, like the uh, Not Your Shield or Not My Shield campaign with, like, Gamergate for any of you who actually remember that, which honestly was probably one of the things that led to the destruction of Gamergate. Because they were so, oh, they were so concerned with, oh, you know, we need to go and get this, you know, gay person, this black person, this trans person to be pro gamergate, and then they'll go and like abandon their actual like philosophy. You know, they don't want to have this political crap in games, and they'll go and like water themselves down when they do things like that. And um, yeah, you know, in all honesty, though, Turning Point they do a lot more than what I've seen traditional groups do. Like the the ones I hate. We have like a Young Americans for Freedom and kind of probably Young Americans for Liberty. I, again, confused because they're both like kind of boring. They're very like uh, old school. They want to get your like Ben Shapiro's and your boring, you know, campus conservatives. Oh, we're going to talk about big government and why it sucks. I mean, that's kind of turning points thing, but you know, they all kind of say that. Uh, and like, and they deny like if you. Like, if your group, if one of them were to, like, bring in Milo, they'll go and, like, you won't be allowed to go and use any of their resources to get uh, Ben Shapiro there anymore. Because there's, and that's why I can't stand Ben Shapiro. Like, he he thinks he's smarter than everyone else. They go, like, oh, I'm Ben Shapiro. I'm smarter than you. Uh, I yeah. won't go and debate Milo. No, sorry. I'm going, like, if you have anything associated with Milo and you, you know, we're done. You know, screw him. We need to stop punching right. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest th problems that we have. And the left, you know, they never punch left. Like, very, very, very rarely will they do that. And the only times they do that is, like, when the uh, right wing gets them on something. Like, when someone on the left says something homophobic. And that's where, you know, st principles come in handy. Because the left has very little, if any, principles. If you're fat, you know, they'll go and say, oh, we're against... We're against fat shaming, but when it's uh, Anna Kasparian and Alex Jones... You know, she'll call him like a fad, uh, you know, expletive. <laughs> she'll call, she'll say whatever, you know, she'll make fun of him for being overweight. And, you know, what he did though, Alex Jones, like InfoWars, just in general, <laughs> they're an interesting group. I think, One word for it. <laughs> I think I, I'm not really a big fan of what they're doing. I think it's good that, like, I mean, I, I'm probably going to be, you know, get, get some like flack for this, but. You know, I think what they're doing is is interesting. They make like these sort of conspiracy videos. Sometimes they can say the truth, but you know, oftentimes you take everything with like a heaping helping of salt. Yeah. It's entertainment. I wouldn't get your actual news from there, but sometimes they do hit the news because hey. they literally take whatever stuff you find like 4chan, I suppose, and just like roll with it. Well, and that's I, why they, to uh, interject quickly, the one thing I'll say about Infowars that. Uh, outlets like Vox and BuzzFeed don't do is they have freaking guys on the ground reporting. They have on the ground reporters. So say it's about Infowars, but they do have on the ground reporting. Oh, and he actually does like activism. Like he went to Alex Jones. You What's know, he a Google of Milo. That was funny. He went to the Amazon event, uh, <laughs> like the Amazon headquarters, got kicked out of there, and he protested. And he went to the. Um, what else did he went on to the Young Turks? Yeah, he won the Young Turks. That was funny. And that was great. Like stuff like that is great. Like, but some of the things he does, like his contests are good. Some of his yeah, it's like uh, Bill Clinton's a rapist. That's great. Stuff like that. You know, these sort of <laughs> contests, this sort of activism where you the actually one with the song was really good too because it brings culture, it brings creativity and you know, uh, fun into it. Yeah, like, like, I like that. Like, the, you know, Bill Clinton's a rapist. That became, like, such a huge meme because of Alex Jones. Mm -hmm. And, like, they had the guys go to the Clinton rally with the rape <laughs> whistle. That was great. And they recorded it. Stuff like that, the conservative activists of the future need to do more of that. Now, where he kind of falls, you know, into some problems, you have that thing. Sandy. You know how true it is. Like, I haven't really listened to the video. Like, the thing with the false flag, with the, um, with the shooting... Sandy Hook. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, that's that's not very good optics. And yeah. I'll give them like you know, don't don't say things like that. Even if you said it's a false flag, most people don't know what a false flag is. Like if you go into a room of people and ask them what a false flag is, they probably just think it's fake. No, that's not what a false flag is. A false yeah. flag's like when the 
the Nazis burned down the parliament building and then blamed it on the Jews. That's a false flag attack. Mm-hmm. You know, not, but I, I have to go and listen to that Alex Jones video again, but you know, it, it just, that, that was bad optics on his part. That's why I can't fully endorse him. But what, I like what Paul Joseph Watson does though. He's great. He makes, he makes, you know, these YouTube videos, like these reaction style videos. That's, that's good. That's good for like on the camera activism, but you know, we can't always do that. We can't always rely on the internet to be to make us into activists. We have to be on the ground sometimes. And that's something that we're going to have to go and uh, do more of. Because a lot of people, they'll go and complain on the ground. And, you know, it's, it's good to go and call your senators and stuff, too. And the conservatives are usually pretty good with that, like calling people. But I think we need to have boots on the ground and, you know, like doing doing events, you know, like protest events. That's good. Like the left always does that. The right needs to do that. But then when the right does do that, like the thing of Charlottesville, you know, that wasn't very good. I thought that was important. You know, that, just, just the optics of that, of these guys marching with the TV torches, that, that just looks so cringe. And then, you know, it's conjuring negative images. Yeah. Like, that, that's, that's bad. You know, yeah, we need you, you don't want to associate yourself with the KKK and Nazis. Yeah, like, you know, it's, it's fine to go and do like a, you know, like, if you want to not be like super... You know, uh, uh, you don't want to be PC all the time. Yeah, that's fine. But, you know, you don't want to generally look like that. And then you need to go and be better at, like, getting people in your own rallies to, like, not do stupid shit, like wearing the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like, swastikas. Like, even if it's yeah. just one or two people. Like, I heard there wasn't that many of them with the swastikas. But it's when, enough. You have, when you have a couple of them, and that's all that the media is going to take pictures yeah. of, you repeat the whole movement. Like it's some sort of racist thing, and I think that was a movement that that was the time that the alt right sort of split into was that Charlottesville, and that's I think that changed a lot of things. Now, another thing, uh, <clears throat> college Republicans, I feel that they they're really kind of it depends Cox. on the, the college it's at because some <laughs> colleges you know they they have some cool people in charge. But a lot of them, especially as a bigger college, you just have these boring people. And then, like, all they'll do is, like, oh, we're going to go do parties with the college Democrats. Yeah. And then they'll say these cringeworthy things. And they're just, like, at least uh, the one at Penn State was a uh, – it was not very good. It was cringeworthy. They just kind of, like, they didn't really do too much when I was there. And st- sort of towards the end, you had, like, other organizations start to go and, like, do more activism like uh, was the Bull Moose Party, they actually built a wall around campus and see stuff like that. When you build, like building a wall, that looks cool. That's interesting. That's innovative. And it's provocative. Yeah, it's provocative, but it's not like, it's not like provocative, like Charlottesville, like imagery of Nazis. It's just like a wall. It's a mean bra. It shows, you know, strength and security. And it was also a free speech wall where people could write whatever they wanted. So it was about freedom and Bringing the community to you. I mean, that's the thing with activism is you gotta either go to the community or bring them to you. And it's usually best to bring them to you, and by doing that through, you know, some sort of provocation. Uh, but you know, the problem with the college Republicans at Penn State is that they're so cucked that they won't bring interesting speakers like Milo or anybody like that. And let's say they did try to bring Milo. The biggest problem with conservative activism on the campus is that when you try to bring Milo. They come up with all kinds of, you know, BS excuses. You're like, oh, the security cost is too high, or oh, he's going to have, he creates a present danger, so we can't bring him. We can't find a safe venue for him. They, they do, do all kinds of stuff to uh, these, these hurdles they create for anybody to the right of Jane Fonda to come speak on campus, anybody that's interesting on the right. And that, that's what hurts us the most. And to fix that, that, that could be another foundry in itself. But trying to fix that is a big problem and I think the best way you can do that is to raise you know if, if the university's not going to pay for it raise money you know get your own private security somehow yeah I don't know all the details of all that but uh you know because I'm trying to unpack a lot of things you just said while going into this other stuff but you know groups like Turning Point have you know they're they're very successful because they guarantee certain speakers like Candace Owens, Charlie Kirk, stuff like that. They'll pay for it, do everything for you, and bring them to school. Um, but I, I would just say as a preface, like, my favorite, and I think the best speaker is Milo, hands down. You know, 
I think Candace Owens is also very good. She's rising on my list. She's very smart, very articulate, and also can help bring, you know, a minority crowd. Uh, but Ben Shapiro, yeah, very cocked. He thinks he's smarter than he is. And we'll talk about that Yafta Bach on a bit, but, you know, you, we, we have to rethink this activism because, like you said, it's got to be interesting and it's also got to be, you know, we have, conservatives have great ideas, but they don't have great presentation. You have to be entertaining like Alex Jones or Milo, you know, without going too far, you know, and have bad optics, but you have to be interesting, entertaining, and fun because that's how you spread ideas and get people interested yeah yeah i agree with that i agree 100 percent. now i also think that like you know project veritas stuff like that you know recording people yeah that's recording the teachers that's how you'll get them like stuff like that because you have to get get out to parents and like you know because the parents are the ones who say okay i'll send you to this college and when they see that the teachers like Telling them that, you know, if you uh, write something conservative, you know, you're racist or Trump is literally Hitler. Because, you know, they might hear rumors about this, but they're like, oh, you know, that's not true. That's what the campus recruiters will probably tell them. Oh, you know, we allow free speech here. But when you have evidence of teachers saying just like outrageous and discriminatory things against conservatives, yeah, that is where you'll hit the, the schools right where it hurts, and that's in the wallet. And because you yeah. get them caught red handed, it's not like it's like, oh, they may have said this, they may have said that. No, you have proof. And Project Veritas actually does, I know this is a radical concept nowadays, but undercover reporting, actual journalism. You, know, you can say has a conservative bent or they you know, do things that are for a conservative audience, but you know, that's a void that isn't being filled anymore, and they're actually doing that. And they're uncovering a lot of corrupt stuff that happens, a lot of big stuff, like during the election, where they caught you know, things like... Uh, Hillary, like, uh, you know, campaigners, uh, I don't know if they were part of the Hillary campaign, but they were part of, like, a group. I think it was called, like, uh, Disrupt J20 or something. Again, I forget those details, so don't hold me that, but it was a anti-Trump group that was paying people to, uh, homeless people and, I think, mentally ill people to disrupt Trump rise, create violence. You know, it's stuff like that, because you see these violence at Trump rallies, and then the narrative becomes, oh, Trump rallies are violent. What is it about Trump rallies that are violent? You know, they say, like, what is these, are these people just violent on the right? And then you find this, you know, crap out, and then you realize, oh, there's more to the story here. So you got to dig deeper and uncover the truth. Oh, I agree with you there. Like, they're definitely probably one of the um, most important conservative activists, like, sort of groups out there. And you're right. There's, like, no one really doing undercover work for conservatives. You'll see it all the time. You know, like, everyone's an activist for, like, leftist causes or, like, you know, neutral causes. But we need, like, activists like that who record the teachers. And, you know, these days, everyone has a cell phone. Everyone can be an activist. Yeah. Everyone can be a reporter. But the thing is, you have to be careful with the laws. I think they got in trouble, like, with the, with the uh, Planned Parenthood thing because certain states have certain laws. But, you know, if you see that, whether or not it's legal or not, you're going to still understand, hey, you know, I, that's disgusting. Even if it was illegally recorded, once it's out there, it's out there. You know, you, it's always going to be somewhere on the internet, whether, no matter how hard you try to go and get rid of it. Yeah. And that's why it's, that's important. And I, I think, and that, that brings up another issue too, it's like funding. That's why Turning Point, I think, it does as well as it does, is because they receive incredible amounts of funding. Very true. Just like amazing amounts, they get they get money for it. And I think that's, um, you know, that, that definitely helps some get good speakers. And, you know, college Republicans, at least when I was there, they all, you know, they, they might get decent funding. But I think Turning Point, that's, that's growing because people see the work that they do. They do get a lot of good speakers and people want to support that. Yep. And you have to be a little bit edgy. Like a lot of Republicans, they just want to, you know, they're, they're just like lazy and they want to pretend safe. exclusives. They want to be, oh, you know, we're going to include everyone in here and you know, just like, we just don't want big government. No, that's like libertarian. We're, we're not libertarian. There's a difference between libertarian and Republican. And they just like want to be so wishy-washy about it. And they might say they have principles, but they really don't. And they're afraid to go and admit that they support Trump. And that's what pisses me off. Like, come on. No, like, I was one of the yeah. very few just Trump supporters out there. There's a lot of people like, oh, you know, that's not very nice. I don't know. I won't vote or. You know, I'll vote for Gary Johnson because, oh, you know, God. I don't like Hillary, but, you know, I don't like Trump either. Like, no. And that's annoying. 
And, uh, you know, another thing too is like, we need, uh, you know, the, the, the individual activists, like some of them, like, uh, you know, Kyle Kashuv, Kashav, wherever the heck his actual yeah. name is, cool guy. And he's been like getting out in the media because like, he's, uh, and he works for Turning Point, apparently, from what I have, have read, he's affiliated with Turning Point in some way, and he'll go and like talk to people, and he was... He's basically like, you know, if, uh, you know, like, uh, what's his face? The, David uh, Hogg on his bus tour. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like the polar opposite of David Hogg. Yeah. And we, need like, we need people like that, people who are pro-gun, even though they've been on the receiving end. We, we need to have, like, more pro-gun activists. You need and then you also offensive. Have that, that, like, uh, Kate, who is it, that Kate girl? Uh, Caitlin Bennett. Yeah, yeah, the one with the uh, AR for the AR. She carried. Account. Yeah, for anybody who doesn't know the story, she, for her graduation photos, she open carried an AR-15 on campus and triggered a bunch of people because it is technically legal, uh, in the state of uh, Ohio. I think she was at. I think I'm 99% sure it's it's legal there, but she triggered people. Yeah, just doing stuff like that that's, like, edgy, but not, like, just purely offensive. It's just, you know, you, you, you're up and caring. You're going saying, you know, screw you, liberal university. Stuff like that. We need – and then, like, she also did a picture of her at a Chick-fil-A during Pride Month, and people, like, started flipping out. And it kind of shows how ridiculous the left is. Like, they want to go and make it so that if you go to Chick-fil-A during any time in, like, June, you know, you're somehow evil and – I think uh, Huffington Post did an article about that, which is ironic coming from Huffington Post because <laughs> if you look at the history of Huffington Post, yeah. it's like Lady Huffington. She was like married to a gay man and she just kind of used his money and like blackmailed him. Like that's apparently the history of that company. Yeah, so I've heard that about Ariana Huffington. Yeah, it's kind of gone like full circle with that. Now they're like, oh. You know, if you go to Chick-fil-A, you're anti-gay, but don't look at us. We were found by someone who exploited a gay man, you know, years mm. and years ago. And I think that's that's important. I think that we need to have, you know, pro-gun definitely needs to be pushed more. There's so many ways you can push this to get people to care about it. You know, like, push it. There's feminist angles you can go and push with pro-gun. Even if you're not a feminist, just to go and get the feminists to support it. Like, they're going to be like, oh, you know, I'm going to be equal to a man. Well, shoot, a gun can make you equal to any man. Yeah, you won't get raped. You won't have to fear about getting raped ever again if you carry a gun. Yeah, that's, you know, it, it eliminate. It makes women safer. It makes minorities safer. makes gay people safer. You won't be getting bashed if you shoot them. You know, that's, you know, there won't be any gay bashing, any gay lynchings if you shoot them. Mm -hmm. There won't be any KKK lynchings if you shoot them. You know, it's it, even, uh, who is it, MLK, I think he owned a, um, he had a pistol or something. Yeah, it's self-defense. Yeah, that's that's a basic, that's a basic, you know, if we're going to talk about human rights, the right to self-defense, <laughs> that's a basic human right. 100%. That, and that is something that needs to be pushed. But the thing is, we don't see that being pushed very much. We need more, like, you know, like millennial and, like, Gen Z activists to go and push this angle. Like, hey, why are we, why are we trying to get our rights taken away? Like, no. No, that's, that doesn't make any sense to me. We need to have people supporting that, especially the young generation. And then we need to have the older generation to go and, like, introduce younger people to the shooting sports because a lot of people, they're raised in households that don't have guns or they don't go shooting if they did have guns. Like, the shooting sports, that's how I was you know, when I was younger, and I had to go and do it myself, and it's very difficult because like to get into a group because a lot of them require you to know someone, and they need to go and have, like, they have to realize if you do not get youth into this sport, then the legislation will be passed and no one can get into this sport. We need to go and promote people getting into the shooting sports, young people. And there's plenty of ways that can be done. You know, hold events specifically geared towards young people. Uh, you know, if you're a shooting organization, like a shooting club, gun club, associate with a college group, associate with college Republicans at that school, hold, like, free... Uh, the range safety courses offer to go and sponsor young members into it, mm -hmm. stuff like that, you know, like help people get into it. I know they have some other organizations too. They have like pink pistols. It's like a gay uh, gun gun group. Now that's, that's great. You know, we need that. We need to go and have these groups to get everyone involved because the more people involved in, uh, you know, firearms ownership, even if, you know, you don't like these groups, 
Yeah. They're not going to get rid of their own means of defense. And that's what we need to go and start talking about. We need to go and stop this, like, these, uh, you know, this takeaway, this march for our lives. We need to stop this. We need to have march for our rights. Yeah. We need to go and have this happen. We need to go and have, like, pro-gun school walkouts. We have people with pro-gun shirts who go to schools. We need to have these people who are willing to suffer the consequences of their actions at universities and even, like, high schools. To go and do it, to go and show their activism, to go and show that they support the Second Amendment, and like you know, I was thinking, you know, th there should be an organization out there, and I don't know if you could overtly do this or covertly do this, like a sort of Project Veritas, but a group that will go and give someone a scholarship to university to go and basically record what's going on in these classes, have them take like a gender studies degree. <laughs> Full, 100% full ride so that if they say something or record stuff and post it, you know, if they lose college, and it's just, if they lose their, if they get kicked out of college, and it's whatever because it's not no skin on their bones and they're more likely to record the crazy stuff that's going on. We need groups like that to go onto campus who will go into the belly of the beast and go and do actual reporting who aren't afraid because, you know, for anyone that's, that's a scary thought, you know, getting kicked out of campus because you support, you know, uh, pro-Second Amendment, you're, you know, you might not support gay marriage, you're pro, you know, whatever, you're pro-Christian. If you support any of these things that aren't on the leftist agenda, you know, that's, then you'll be, like, severely affected uh, academically, you know, socially, and that's why we need to go and support these people. And that's why I think we need to go and get funding together to go and start this. I think that would be like generally a, a good thing to do. That's that's something that can be done. It's going to be expensive, but have them go into these uh, universities, and you know, probably better to go and do cover at least so they don't know what the scholarship is. Like the schools, and just like, oh, you know, this guy just wants to go for women's studies degrees, and he goes and records everything and like debates the teachers. Like yeah. that'd be great. Yeah, I think also you get you're kind of going full circle here cause when you were talking about in the beginning of the fact of. You know, you were you were pointing out things the left does well, and I think as conservatives, we need to realize that you know we can't just watch our stuff. We need to watch what the other side's doing because when you're you know when you when the other side's winning on something, you should pay attention and understand why. And if they're losing in something, which we we tend to point out very well and understand why they're losing, but you also need to acknowledge when they're winning and why. And the left generally is much better at organizing events, and when I say organizing, that's a very broad term because look for the march for look at the march for our lives, the big march for our lives that happened in D.C. Say what you will about David Hogg or any of the people there; I'm not a fan of any of them. But they had a very well organized event. Lots of people showed up, big crowds, which always looks good. Lots of energy. All of the speakers were lined up. They have a nice-looking website for it. They had hashtags. They had a logo that they used on T-shirts, on the signs, on everything. You know, consistent marketing. They know how to roll this stuff out with an aesthetic, uh, aesthetically pleasing presentation. Conservatives are sucky at that, and partially it's because artistic, you know. Uh, you know, sort of people really aren't or tend not to be conservative, they tend to be more liberal. But we do have people like Milo, who gets aesthetics, who gets, you know, how to do things uh, well and look, you know, interesting. Like, maybe it does take a gay guy to do it. I don't know. But, you know, it's kind of ironic in many senses. But what, what is interesting about Milo is that people tend to think conservatives all oh, anti-gay, you know, Christians that hug their Bibles all the time. And clutch their guns. Well, yeah, we like our Bibles and our guns. I mean, I'm an atheist, but even I acknowledge the good parts of Christianity. But even atheists, Christians, doesn't matter, show up to Milo events. They love Milo. Like, most younger people are perfectly fine with gays. And I think conservatives need to realize that, uh, especially like Ben Shapiro types, that you don't have to be this, like, stereotypical conservative that speaks really fast and acts very smart and you know, uses logic and everything. No, it's about emotion. It's about fun and entertainment. And it doesn't matter if it's a, you know, Milo or whatever. You need somebody to do that. Uh, but at the same time, what is interesting is you have a guy like Stephen Crowder, who's a entertainer. He does a late, you know, late night show. 
every day on CRTV. You know, it's it's a late night show. It's got politics in it, like a lot of these late shows now. But he's an alternative to that, and you need alternatives to what the left has, what they've you know held onto these industries like Hollywood and you know all of entertainment, the music industry. You need that sort of alternative, and he's a good example of an alternative late night show. But he also does activism in a sense that he he does it in a unique way, where yeah he can he does his live shows on campus of his late night show, but he also does a series. Uh, that I thought was genius the moment I saw it, which is called Change My Mind. You've all probably seen the meme of Crowder holding the mug with the table with the sign that says, you know, there are only two genders, change my mind, and people meme it to, you know, funny stuff like, uh, you know, uh, whatever it means as like PewDiePie is better than Logan Paul, change my mind, or something like that. You know, you see all that kind of stuff. Meme, memes are, you know, that's another thing to unpack, are a very effective way of, spreading ideas, but, you know, do memeable events, but in his case, he did something that's complete opposite to what everything we're talking about here, where he sat down at the table and had reasonable, calm, uh, civil conversations with people on campuses, and he did something that our friend would call quiet professionalism, where he was very professional about it, very respectful, but those videos are like hour-long, 45 minutes, and yet they get millions of views, like five, three, six million views. You know, you would think people wouldn't, you know, be able to digest this long for form content, this, you know, six second attention span world. But there are lots of young people there on the internet, lots of young people that watch Steven Crowder, and they're watching these videos, they're watching these conversations. And it's a good way to show that the conservative is calm, controlled, has smart, articulate ideas, whereas the liberal just loses their mind. I mean, some of them are nice and fair, which is always good and productive for our society, but you see the true colors here in those videos, and that's what I like about them. I think that wakes some people up and makes them question their ideas, because you can have a Milo, but you can also have on the total opposite spectrum a Jordan Peterson that's all you know, intellectually and whatnot. You can have that variation, and you need that variety to appeal to all these different markets and these different groups. Um, yeah. You know, I, I mean, I've, I've gone a little bit long on that, but you, you get the idea that, like, there's different ways you can do this. Like, Milo gets millions of views, but so does, change, you know, hour-long change my mind, which is fascinating. Yeah, I agree with that. We do definitely need people, like, especially younger people. Yes. Like, even in a conservative movement, because, like, right now you see Jordan Peterson's and Ben Shapiro's, they're just, like, old and they're, like, uptight. Yeah, and I mean, they're like, yeah, there's a place in the conservative movement for these sorts of people, I suppose. But we need to get like more of the edgy ones, like you know, you mentioned Milo. You get stuff like that. We need like the comedians, and I think we could do a whole, we could do a whole thing on, like alternative like medias, and that that'd be so that'd be like a whole conversation in and of itself. But I think what we generally need is to have like younger people who are who won't go and do the uh, principal conservative approach, and like who are who are willing to go down and get dirty. Yeah. Right with because you know, the liberal, the left, they always go and throw, uh, they throw like out left field. They go and throw punches below the belt. We need to have some people like that's what Trump did. He threw below the belt, and that's that's what people liked about him. Yeah, Trump is every like that's what I don't like about Shapiro's. He's a never Trumper. That's a big problem for our movement because our movement is now is the Republican Party is not the party of Reagan anymore. The party of Bush. It's the party of Trump. That's the future. That's what people want. And that's what people love. And we should not only model his policies, but also the way he presents those policies. He's an entertainer. He did the freaking Apprentice. You know, he's he's just an entertaining guy because he's got a certain charisma about him. And you got to understand that that's what, you know, excites people. That's what gets them engaged. You know, we, yeah, like, he's a seven-year-old man. He's doing it better than a lot of these other people, which is ironic. But he's a good example of an old guy that knows how to do it. But... You know, with that exception aside, yeah, get the old farts out, get the never Trumpers out, get people like Candace Owens, Milo, Crowder, uh, even Sargon. I know that's what's interesting is we even have some like allies in what you'd call the quote unquote left. You know, Sargon considers himself a leftist, or, or not sorry, not a leftist, a liberal. I he'd, he'd well, kill me if a, I call him that. I was a UKIP member. Yeah, now he's a member of UKIP, which I think is a very interesting thing to fall because. Uh, Count Danko and Paul Joseph Watson also joined UKIP, which is showing that you know even people that are moderate right and on the moderate left have a common 
interest in defeating the establishment. And that anti-establishmentness is also something we can tap into because, you know, there, you know, it's it's like Paul says, conservatism is the new counterculture. Populism is a new punk rock. You know, it sounds like a cool bumper sticker, but it, it has meaning to it, which is that, you know, what we're doing is really, it's a counterculture being anti-establishment, going against the old fart, neocon, Ben Shapiro, never Trumpers, you know, and that that's something where you could even pull people from the left, like Dave Rubin, who is, you know, pro-abortion, pro-gay marriage, pro, uh, or anti-death penalty. You know, he's got a lot of left positions, uh, but he's somebody that, like he says, you know, when he goes, he, you know, leftist groups don't want to invite him to campuses. He works a turning point to go to campuses. You know, libertarians and conservatives come out to see him. It's because he's, you know, still holds principle of free speech. You know, we can have allies like that that can be very effective in bringing people to our side because he's a gay Jewish, um, you know, liberal, and yet. I enjoy listening to him, you know, a lot of right-wingers enjoy him, you know, so it's, I don't know what to do with those type of people except maybe team up with them, because I think there is a sort of new movement forming of anti-establishment, you know, left and right mentality. Yeah, yeah, I I feel the same way with that. I think that, like, we need to go and move away from sort of like, you know, just traditional, like, radio shows and just, like, on Fox News and spread more on the internet and we need to go and get more down and dirty. Like I mentioned before, we need yeah. to have people who fight fire with fire. And that's what you're seeing with groups. You know, as I mentioned, like project Veritas and you have people who do edgy things and that's good because, you know, young people like that. Yeah. That's, that's important that we get that, you know, the young, the young people feel involved. We need to go and show that, like, like you mentioned with the punk rock, that it's not cool to be leftists because what are they going to do? Complain and be offended. Yeah. Like, that's that's not cool. It's not cool to be offended about things. It's like, you know, you're offended. You know, that sucks for you. You can't enjoy, you know, X or Y because you find it, it you take offense to something. And, you know, like, yeah, you can go and team up with some of these people, like, on the, you know, more left-leaning libertarian side. But I'd be careful, you know, as with anything, about, like, going too far into that. And then you might end that's up fair. into the... And they might end up just getting co-opted by some sort of left-wing group, but you know that's for for some purposes I agree. You know, like Sargon, I think he's fine for the most part. Well, because the thing I want to add though is that you gotta remember the left rejects these people now because they're not left enough for them, so they reject them. Yeah, I agree with that. And I agree that you know there's definitely a new a new Republican Party that's coming about. It's just revitalized. It's different. I feel that's important. We need to go and uh, welcome this new sort of brand of conservatism, and that'll be what promotes the ideas that the old. That's not like some of the ideas that the old had. Some of them are just like purely just, you know, it's, it's just not worth it anymore. We have to go and pick our battles. Like for instance, people are flipping out over, you know, like oh, we need to go and ban, you know, like the left or the the old the old school Republican. They're very much like anti weed, anti soft drugs. I think yeah. we going to criminalize that. That's generally favored among the population. It doesn't really affect uh, traditional Republican values. You know, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. However, you know, like you have to, it, there's a fine line, but I think what what's going on right now with some of these groups, like, you know, uh, Turning Point, I think that's good. And I think we need to support groups like that and support some of the tactics that other groups use, like, you know, recording people, going into academ- academia, uh, you know, like, doing live events, doing actual, like, protests and whatnot. Because the left has done this for years, and we have an uphill battle, but if we don't start it now, we'll never get anywhere, and we'll end up being Europe 2.0. And Europe's going to be South Africa 2.0 if they keep it up. That's that's what I feel. But, uh, yeah, any, any, uh, any last thoughts? The last thing I'll add, because uh, you like you say, stop punching to the right. There was this thing that came out from the Ben Shapiro-controlled Young Americans Foundation, aka YAF, that warned that Charlie Cook, uh, Cook, <laughs> he's not Tim Cook from Apple, Charlie Kirk could cause long-term damage to the conservative movement, and he has this whole sort of like uh, memorandum. Yeah, a dossier. Yeah, a manifesto. Use whatever word you want. 
you know, uh, criticizing Charlie Kirk and all that stuff, and they make some stupid points like, oh, he didn't go to college. I'm like, yeah, and look at how good he's doing. You know, he's only 24, and he's arguably created the most successful conservative action, um, you know, activism group on college campuses nationwide. Uh, but, you, you know, I think there's this jealousy that happens. We need to get rid of people that are successful, and we should be really proud of them and happy for them and strive to be like them or even better. And, you know, when you see those guys like Ben Schmidt, they're just causing trouble. I, I get Ben. Ben makes some good points, but he's never Trumper. He's smarter than he, you know, he thinks he's smarter than he really is. Um, and you get this sort of infighting in the right. And I like, I've, you know, talked to people from Turning Point. I've been involved with them a bit. They're a very well-run organization. You know, I have some problems with them. Like, their posters are sometimes a little cringy and a little, you know, cheesy. But overall, they're very well organized. They get how, you know, they understand how to, you know, create activism and get people involved. And they are great with providing funding, which is a big thing we talk about that, you know, these sort of movements need. Uh, but they're also... You know, picking some good people like Candace Owens and Dave Rubin, all these people that are young. You need young people to attract young people. Like, you know, sometimes that doesn't always work. Like, Trump attracted a lot of young people compared to a lot of the conservatives. But you need, generally, young people. You gotta go after the young. Because the young is what replaces the old generation. That's what Steve Jobs just said when he went back to Apple. He said, we gotta go after young people. That's where the energy is at. That's who you got to go for. And that mentality doesn't really change ever. You're always going to have your you know, uh, demographics that are you know, part of your group, but you always need to focus on young because that's where the change is happening. That's the new exciting stuff. And the best way is, you know, this campus stuff is great, but also doing stuff on the Internet. We've already talked about that, but conservatives have fortunately had a you know, strong hold on uh, political commentary on the Internet with all these names we've already named. There's not many big ones on the left, except maybe Young Turks and Lacey Green, but even she's kind of getting semi-red-pilled. But, you know, you gotta, you gotta fight fire with fire, and sometimes you gotta fight fire in a little different form. Um, I'm trying to think of our little things to add, because there's just so much interesting stuff here. But uh, Oh, the other thing I'll say is, when you do do activism, and specifically on campus, do events. Events is what brings people out and is what get people interested, involved, and excited. And it's going to be fun events, interesting events, cool events, clever events. You got to do events. You got to get people involved because that gets your name out. That puts you in the headlines. That gets, like I said, people involved. And that's what groups like Turning Point, I think, can improve on. They do do some good ideas for events, but you need to do some really cool ones like Change My Mind or Build the Wall or March for our rights, or something fun like that that gets people involved and interested. But generally, activism, you know, you, you need to be the energy. You know, you need to outshine the opponent, the other side. You know, you got to be 10 times better. Yeah, and uh, one last thing, too. I, I forgot about this group, and they were actually, uh, I thought they were very useful. They, were, they don't really do activism, teach you how to do it. A Leadership oh. Institute, I'd recommend. Yeah. You know, getting involved with that if you're in the area and you want to learn how to do some things because they have some great tactics. They'll teach you how to start like conservative, uh, like right wing websites. Uh, technically, you know, they could do just generally like campus newspapers and whatnot. And they also teach you like just general like uh, activism stuff. They're very good, and they're low. They're very low cost. Like I think I paid twenty dollars for like a two day. It was it was like insane how long I was there. It was like probably over 20 hours. It was like two all-day events. And they'll teach you everything you'll need to know to be like a good uh, conservative activist. And they have tons of uh, different ones going into specific, <laughs> going into like specifics. And, you know, they might charge you a little bit, but the amount of worth that you're getting is well worth it. Like I just, so much free books I got, it was, it was more than worth it just for the books. <laughs> and like it, they'll throw you books if you answer their questions, right? And I got like so many, I don't even know if I'll ever be able to finish them. But it's uh, good stuff for your library, good stuff for your brain. 
and some of their events can be a little bit more costly, but you know what what you're paying for is probably going to be like not even like 10% of what costs to actually run these events. You'll get so much value, and I think they have internship opportunities, and they have a website that has like a job opportunities on there. So conservativejobs.com, which uh, I think they host or they're affiliated with. I remember they mentioned that when I was there. But I definitely get involved with them and uh, speak to any anyone about bringing them onto campus if you are involved with like a college Republican or right wing group of any variety, and they'll they'll help you out. Definitely good group, and they'll teach you some very useful skills that you probably won't hear about anywhere else. Yeah, and I, I love them too because also they're always very involved with campuses. You know, they come to campuses, but they also, people don't realize, they're the ones that either created or, you know, help fund or whatever campus reform. You know, they're head editor of campus reform, editor-in-chief uh, Sterling Beard, is a part of Liberty Institute. And that site's great because it's pretty much objective journalism, you know, exposing the... Yeah, Leadership Institute. Um, Not Liberty, that's a different thing. Sorry about that, yeah. Uh, Leadership Institute. Uh, And, you know, they write very good articles. They're pretty objective. Maybe a little clickbait headline, but usually not really. They're actually pretty accurate, but exposing the craziness, left-wing craziness on campus with social justice wars and all that. But TLDR, you know, you want to be the fun side in all this because people like fun. You know, don't be the boring side. Don't be the jeb. And don't be the short bus. Be the Trump, yeah. the Milo. Yeah, be the be the right be the uh, you know the new be the new the young right wing group that you always wanted to be. You know, get involved, do something. Don't sit on your butt and play video games all day. It's not fun. I've done that before. It's, and it's apparently a mental illness now. Yeah, I, I can see that. I've known people who uh, who did that, but uh, that's a that's a topic for another day. But anyways, I think that'll be it for tonight. You know, uh, I'll see you guys uh, whenever we get around to doing another one of these videos, I guess. Bye. Bye.